Welcome to Story Mode. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. With me, as always, Filter Cord. Whoop. Heyo. This week, we are digging into The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Uh, this project will be a three part show. Uh, first show will be the prologue and act one of the main game. The second mm -hmm. should be the last half of the main game, while the third will be a lot of its award winning DLC. So stick with us on this one. Uh, if you haven't seen the previous episodes leading up to The Witcher 3, you can also check out uh, our show on uh, The Witcher and then The Witcher 2, Assassin of Kings, to get all caught up to what's going on, which is the point of us doing this. If you didn't know, uh, that's exactly what this is. We sit down, dissect a uh, story uh, about a game, and uh, give that to you as, you know, you might not have 900 hours to sink into Yeah, 900 hours might be short. <laughs> These are, all three of them short. are big games, and um, this last one is, I mean, completely gargantuan compared to the others. Um, it's a lot going on. Definitely. But yeah, if you guys also didn't know, we have a weekly show that we do uh, called the Mammoth Games Cast. You can check that out. Catch us live right here every Sunday. Uh, talking about the weekly news and upcoming right. games comes out on Mondays. Uh, usually Monday morning um, on podcast services around the world. As well, you can keep up with us uh, on the daily over at uh, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, check out everything that we basically are going to be going over on the podcast there first <laughs> and talk with us about it. And Usually we take some of those people's ideas and concepts and throw it into the show too um, if they have some pretty good thought-provoking uh, right. ideas behind what they're saying. Um, as well, so you know when we go live, follow us on Twitter uh, at Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, you can see some other uh, different cool stuff that's going on over there that we might not post on Facebook. So it's definitely good to follow us on uh, both of those social media platforms. Um, but without further ado, why don't we get into the first part, episode one of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Yeah, so um, obviously we'll do you know a little quick uh, rundown like we have been doing on a lot of these. Um, so basically, uh, it's not a direct sequel to... Um, you know either of the previous witcher games it's it's kind of doing its own thing um all three of the games sort of were you know kind of just carrying on their own story you don't need to play the previous games to really get it um sure. so uh this is widely regarded as one of the best rpgs ever made so this is one of yeah. the ones where like especially when we were talking about witcher one and then to the sort of a you know a smaller extent witcher two like you don't really have to go play it like they were kind of rough um, you know, semi-difficult to play. Um, but Witcher 3 is, you know, it's completely modern. It's available uh, on pretty much everything. And actually, this week that we're recording this, the Witcher 3 Complete Edition is coming to the Switch as well. So no excuse yeah. to not play it. It's available everywhere. It holds up. Um, it's definitely got some, like, flaws to it. But, um, you know, I think it's... Like we said, it's it's considered one of the best RPGs for a reason. Yeah, so if you don't know exactly what The Witcher is, it's continuing on the legacy of The Witcher 2 and The Witcher 3 um, as a single-player action role-playing game described as an intense, emotionally charged, non-linear story. Mm -hmm. a, comple uh, a complex, um, expansive adventure uh, in which every decision may lead to dire consequences. Yeah. 
Um, so right out of the gate, from the very beginning of when you start this game, um, you start to get a feel for who these characters are, whether you've played the last two or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you see uh, the Witcher, Geralt of uh, Rivia, um, also known as... He has a lot of different names. Yeah, the White uh, Wolf. The White uh, Wolf. The Butcher of Blaviken. Uh, yeah, Blaviken. That's, yep, that's very well earned. Um, Gwynblade, awesome. which means White Wolf in uh, Elvish. And you see him dissecting a battlefield. Mm. Um, and it keeps going back and forth between what happened and then what's going on now. Yeah, like, with yeah what he's tracking now it is. Yeah, and it shows this uh, woman uh, dressed in all black, dark, raven mm-hmm. hair. Big titty got um, you. Yep. Uh, basically shooting a fucking raven through this guy's eye hole mm. and blasting it out the back of his head. Excellent shot. Um, there's a uh, there's basically a war uh, that's going between these two groups. And, I mean, what does she do? Oh, she's just got all kinds of magical shit going on. I mean, does it show? It does show. Does it show like the side that she's taking? Because you do see her kind of wreck a bunch of people. Yeah, but I mean, it's from it's the beginning. sort of shown as her just kind of like self-preserving. Like a lot of the people, like especially when she does that like rock, like earthquake spell thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like they're just going past her, so she's just kind of maybe she's just in like the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, and they're, it's okay. like, okay, these guys are going to fucking stampede me, so if I don't, like, kill some bitches right here, I'm going to die. And my shit's more yeah. important. Um, yeah, she's definitely not, like, uh, a battle mage for one side or the other. Like, she's just def- she's she's just kind of stuck in a bad spot, basically. Um, so, yeah, basically, like, the quick backstory, which, you know, obviously it matters in that this is kind of shaping what's going on in the game, but this is not what your character is doing. Um... The game takes place in the Northern Realms during a period of war during uh, which the Empire of Nilfgaard is pushing north on a quest to unite the continent under one empire. Uh, The Witchers and their allies are spurred into action by the reappearance of... uh, Basically, uh, Geralt has heard rumors of basically his adopted daughter, Ciri, uh, who is pursued by the ghostly forces of the Wild Hunt, as well as the Emperor of Nilfgaard. So... um, Obviously, this game is, like, packed with side quests, so we definitely want to uh, keep on top of that. Like, as you remember stuff, definitely call it out. But we're basically just going to kind of cut through the main story here. Bathtub Gerald right. is ulti- ultimate level, like, god mode here. Uh-huh. I need that statue. Uh, so yeah, something, the, something sneaking into that tub, too. Right. Um, so the opening cutscene depicts uh, Yennefer, which is Geralt's, like, long-term, uh, like lover and partner um they got together to uh kind of take care of siri when she was a child and everything um so yeah we see yennefer fleeing from something or someone in the midst of this big large-scale battle uh and Geralt and vesemir uh spending you know time later they're tracking her escape from these various signs that are left behind um Mm -hmm. at the conclusion the game officially starts with Geralt in the bathtub uh, he is in one of the rooms of Kaer Morhen, which is the Witcher stronghold in sort of the southerly uh, Blue Mountains. Um, after the infamous Geralt in the bath scene, he proceeds he outside. Doesn't, he doesn't hang on. 
I do Unfortunately, we do not see Witcher Dong in this game, and I've really been looking. Now, do you think we're going to get Witcher Dong in this show? Better. Yeah, if I see I Henry Cavill's dick, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. See, that's the thing. I don't think it'll be his. No, it's I just a stunt I think we will dick. see Hog. It'll be a stunt hog. Yeah. Stunt yeah. hog. Always good to have. Damn. Gotta have a stunt hog. It's like a fluffer, right? Right. So Someone fluff um, He's got a windsock thing going on. Yeah, so uh, Geralt um, basically heads outside to help train uh, Ciri, who at this point looks like she's maybe 10... Uh, she's definitely young, like child age. She's not like mm-hmm. a teenager or anything. Um, who she's basically doing some like pretty impressive acrobatic combat practice. Um, yeah. So they kind of run around and do some stuff. Like they do some training. They do some you know, like it's also the tutorial section for you, the player, where um, you know you're learning how to use signs bombs throwing weapons um different your, swords. your two swords yeah um so basically after some of this you like challenge siri to a race or something and um suddenly like you see these like flakes of snow blowing by um it becomes like really cold and there's like a blizzard and like howling wind Geralt looks up and this kind of spectral like frigate uh like a ghost ship sort of like uh comes up like crests over the wall and Geralt sees these armored figures uh, who are the Wild Hunt. Um, after this, uh, basically Geralt wakes up and he is actually at this campsite with his mentor Vesemir. Uh, kind of the oldest uh, living wolf school witcher. Um, so this is kind of picking up directly after that cutscene basically. Uh, Vesemir and Geralt are making their way to White Orchard where they learn that Yennefer was last seen speaking with a Nilfgaardian captain before racing off. Um, the captain agrees, uh, after you track him down, the captain agrees to tell Geralt where Yennefer went in exchange for ridding the town and kind of nearby area of the griffin that has been uh, recently attacking villagers on the main road. Uh, Geralt examines the beast's nest, uh, sets a trap for the griffin, and with the help of Vesemir, soon defeats it. Uh, the Nilfgaardian captain says that Yennefer has rode on to Vizima. Uh, it's kind of a small little town area region nearby. Uh, just as mm-hmm. Geralt and Vesemir are about to depart, they're approached by none other than Yennefer herself. She insists that Geralt follow her back to Vizima for an audience with the Emperor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vizima is the capital of uh, the, the kingdom of the previous games that have been conquered. Right. Um, we talked about this in Witcher 2, I think. Um, so she wants to take him back to Vizima to have an audience with the Emperor of Nilfgaard, Emir Var Emrys. Uh, Vesemir decides it would be best if he returned to Kaer Morhen and didn't meet with the Emperor. Um, so you kind of split paths. There's like a big, uh, as you're on your way there, um, even crossing the short distance between White Orchard and Vizima, Geralt and Yennefer cannot have a quiet moment as they're soon set upon by the Hounds of the Wild Hunt. So again, it kind of like becomes very like, cold like blizzardy um the these like spectral like heavy armored uh like black metal looking dudes show up on horseback they're like chopping dudes in half um they summon these like spiky like frost wolf things um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah Geralt and Yennefer basically put the pedal to the metal and get out of there as quick as they can uh they make it horsepower uh one horsepower 
Yeah. I love the dude just getting dragged by his horse. It's so brutal. Yeah, that dude gets so fucked. Jesus. She ends up Yeah, she ends up blasting a bridge, right? Mm. To cut yeah, that's off right. A, they make yeah. it they make it across this bridge and then they just dust it behind them. Um, yeah. so I, I do want to point out the plot hole that they fucking came Well, that that was a dream, right? When they showed up on the ship. Yeah, that was a dream. Okay. I was just gonna say I can't They can't actually that was a fly. Dream. <laughs> okay. I was well, well I don't know. I don't know what they can do. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see more of them later. But right. um, yeah, so uh, Geralt and Yennefer uh, are able to escape. Um, they make it to Vizima. The actually, the they go to the former royal palace of the previous uh, kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, Emperor Emir enlists Geralt's aid in finding the emperor's daughter, who. Uh, is his le- like he is the blood like he is the father of Siri the real father, um, and uh, obviously you have some like tense history with him right, um, right. So he's like okay I've heard Siri's back. That's what Yennefer's been doing. She's been trying to track her down and looking for rumors and stories of you know what happened to her. Now this lead up is fucking ridiculous because they make you jump through all these hoops. Yeah, you like on this get outfit shaved. that you you have to yeah take you a bath. have to. <laughs> Yep, you have to put on this dumb outfit, learn to bow. Yep. You, like, it's like, and girl is just like this dude can suck my dick. Yeah, literally, he can. I'm suck taking my care whole of his hog. kid. Yeah, like I took care of his kid this whole time. Yeah, like what? I don't understand. So, um, you know, you uh, one way or another, you sort of agree. Like, there's some mm-hmm. character choice here, but it doesn't really super make a difference as doesn't far as impact. the game like carries out. Yeah. Um, what's really good is you can choose not to follow any of the like fancy like court advice that the guy gives you, and then when you leave, he's like, "Great, he's gonna beat the shit out of me for that." <laughs> Which is insanely good. Um, well, he should have been a dick, to yeah. be honest. So uh, basically, um, you get some information from uh, Emir from his spies that uh, they believe that Siri has been seen in this area in Velen called no man's land which is sort of mm-hmm. the territory in between the northern realms uh like bastion of strength which is basically novigrad and oxenfort and um the the uh, empire is kind of moving its way up from the south um but nobody is especially eager to try to claim this territory in the middle right right so it's kind of like shitty land it's not particularly useful for anything so it's like yeah those guys can just live there um so meanwhile, uh, Yennefer departs to investigate a magical disturbance that has taken place on the Isles of Skellige, which is kind of like a Nordic, like Irish territory. It's very like a lot of characters remind me of the characters in Brave. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So she thinks that might have something to do with Siri. So she heads off to do that up to the Isles because she can teleport. She leaves you to go do your thing in uh, you know the main part of the continent. To fucking walk like a peasant. Right. So, um, that's basically the uh, prologue. Um, it's like the White Orchard section. Um, it kind of gives you an idea of what's coming in the game. And even that is already a pretty big zone. Um, right. Like, you can spend... Was, yeah. You can definitely Fairly spend large. a good, you know, several hours in just the, you know, prologue area. Now, to talk a bit about the game's uh, mechanics, mm. how, would you, how would you describe the fighting mechanic? Uh, it's a little more... Um, you know, it's definitely um, strategic. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like the previous games, you're going to be doing kind of a, a similar follow-up to what you've done in 
previous games, which is, you know, um, kind of initiate a quest, uh, do a little bit of research. So you're kind of going to go to an area and find out, okay, what happened at this site of this wagon robbery or whatever? You kind right. of look into it and you'll discover, okay, so this was, um, you know, some kind of monster attack. Uh, looking into it a little more, okay, it seems like maybe it was drowners, which are these, like, sort of undead little monster things that live in the water. Um, and, okay, drowners are weak against fire, so I'm going to use my fire spell. Uh, drowners are necrophages, so I'm going to use my poisonous juice that kills necrotic enemies or whatever. Like, right. you're going to be kind of structuring the game in that way. So... Um, you know, trying to strategically figure out how to defeat enemies and then carrying that out, basically. Um, you know, between bombs, poisons, potions, um, you know, and your different types of weapons, which are your steel weapon that's good against humanoid natural things, and your silver weapon, which is good against monstrous things. So, And um, we were on the on the live stream looking at some of the... Uh, like inventory and yeah you do have a lot of options there you have yeah. your your steel weapon your silver weapon you have a ranged weapon with yep. different bolts or different consumables um you have bombs and other things that you can place in different various pockets and then you have your chest gloves pants and boot armor right as well as your horse that has uh saddle bags horse blinders a saddle and a spot for a trophy right and the trophies that are always just from a, a high profile monster that you kill and they give you little yeah, bonuses like 5% extra XP from monsters uh, 10% extra chance to dismember enemies yeah so so that's kind of a breakdown of what yeah uh, you're looking at and there's a ton of things that you can um, pick up like there's a lot of lootables in the game and they tell a lot of like visual mm-hmm. yeah. like visual stories even things that aren't like hey this is like a quest you can go up on a cabin and find out that Okay, this guy got his fucking okay. Like, yeah, there arms were bandits here, by but band, then they by were bandits. killed by something. Yeah, so um, yeah. it definitely learned from like the Fallout Three school of game design, right? Definitely, um, or like Skyrim or anything like that. Uh, just honestly, too much lootable stuff, uh, but a lot of it's going to be Probably. useful for crafting and and uh, alchemy and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's the prologue. Uh, basically, the main crux of the game is that you're going to be tracking down clues that you have of like where Siri has ended up, and most of them are, you know, typical for RPGs. It's like, um, you know, oh, I well, I know that uh, this person is here, and then you go there, and they're like, oh, I know where that person went, but first you have to do something for me. You know, right. Uh, and okay. how long? How long are we looking at between um, young Siri? you know training and her disappearing oh yeah she's like uh, she's like young adult like between 18 and 25 maybe yeah uh, in this game and previously when she was when you were training her and you had that foot race yeah she's like she 10. was probably like 10 yeah so yeah. she's like and it's part of the uh, book series that basically certain events occur when she's like a young teenager and then she's just basically like gone from the world um mm-hmm. which during that time, a lot of stuff happens. Like, she joins, like, this weird, like, misfit, like, bandit group, sort of. And she just does all kinds of wacky shit, basically. Um, so, you know, she has her whole, like, side story, which I think would be cool to just play, like, the like series game. Like a full game, game as yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> series yeah, extremely that's the direction. Um, 
But yeah, she's like basically the reason she's being tracked down is that she has these like ancient like bloodline that gives her magical powers, and the Wild Hunt is this whole thing in the series where they're sort of seen as like the Grim Reaper almost, but also like you find out in this game what they actually really are, which is a little more uh, disturbing, I guess. But um, we'll get to that as we get to it. Um, so in Act One. Uh, Geralt, basically the game picks up Geralt finds himself traveling the road alone he's arrived in No Man's Land which is also known as Velen a region devastated by the war between the Nilfgaardian Empire and the Northern Kingdoms Uh, Geralt can choose to begin his search here by seeking out Emperor Emhir's spy, Hendrik who is in a nearby village called Heatherton Uh, upon arriving at the small village uh, you can immediately tell that uh, something beyond the normal realm of existence has fucked this place up. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not just like burned down. Like there's like giant explosive like obsidian shards laying around, and like shit is like super weird. So um, basically, you go around and gather clues, and you get the two main leads uh, that will kind of carry you throughout the entire first act, and eventually these will kind of intersect. Um, so the first clue. Uh, is that Siri met with the local warlord and the de facto ruler of Velen, uh, Philip Stranger, who is also known as the Bloody Baron, which is this, an extra wide, thick boy. Uh huh. Um, so, uh, seeking out this ruler who is enthroned at the nearby Crow's Perch, Geralt must trade with the Baron uh, his kind of special Witcher skills. Uh, to find his missing wife and daughter in exchange for information about where Ciri went. Um, so the seemingly simple task for someone as skilled as this witcher, Geralt, will take him all over Velen and even into the nearby city of Novigrad. Uh, while solving parts of this quest, other main quests throughout the game, Geralt will be told stories of Ciri's actions, which play out in the form of small playable sections where the player takes control of Ciri. Uh, in these flashbacks, she fights similarly to Geralt, but she is faster and a little bit weaker. Uh, later on, she gains magical powers to make up for the lack of the ability to cast signs, which are kind of like uh, little simple spells that witchers can use. Mm-hmm. So, um, after this first conversation with the Bloody Baron, uh, he reveals the first kind of you know flashback uh, Siri segment. So basically, she falls from like you just see her falling, and she hits the ground on like the forest floor. Uh, she, she ventures forward running into a small pack of wolves which she takes out pretty quickly uh, these wolves trapped a young girl up a tree um, she talks to the girl named Gretka and Gretka tells her of the wolf king she's like oh well, we, we have to get back to the village but you know the wolf king's here and Siri's like okay there's like a big like alpha wolf or something and it's not a big deal for me let's go right um however she soon finds this corpse of this dude that just got completely fucked yeah, that it looks like a gator. Like it looks like two gators fought over him. Yeah. Um. So she's like, okay, that's not a wolf. <laughs> so she does a bunch of research, and she's like, okay, shit. Like, uh, and this is kind of a, one of the points in the game where they kind of punish you if you don't do your research properly. Um, right. If you are a normal fucking intelligent human being, you'll investigate every different section of the guy that you can, and you'll find out like, okay, this was probably a werewolf, right? Um, if you don't, she actually thinks it's a different creature and you prepare the wrong oil and it makes your fight harder, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> really, like a, really good. Right, because uh, it's like, like, you know, a witcher in real life or like any kind of investigator, like if you're a cop 
and you're like, okay, this was a, you know, a single, uh, like this was a, a wife and a husband fought and this was like a, a, you know, marital violence. That's what happened here at the shooting or whatever. And then you go to confront the guy and it turns out it was a gang. Like you're fucked, right? <laughs> like you have right, to do right. your investigation ahead of time. So like L.A. Noir has I think unless it's L.A. Noir, then it's like just like you, you just yell at a dude about you. fucking somebody. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, basically, you know, this is a game where you're gonna want to try to make sure you're doing the right thing at most of the times when you get the chance. Uh, you can kind of see like if you're watching any of the gameplay footage or anything, Siri kind of has this like enhanced dash where she sort of becomes like she leaves like a silver trail in her wake. Yeah. Um, that's part of her powers as like. Basically, her old bloodline lets her, like, manipulate time. But she can't really do it intelligently. It's just kind of like an instinct. Because it's like a blood power. Yeah. So, basically, she's just moving really quickly. And time around her is going a little slower. But as as far as gameplay goes, it seems like sort of like a quick dash or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so she gathers um, the the correct things that she's going to need to be able to create this oil that allows her to deal extra damage to you know, lycanthropes with her uh, basic... She only has, like, a single steel sword. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah. Which she, already which already isn't helpful. Oh, right, because you would prefer silver, right? Right, right. Um, but yeah, she's, like... And, with, uh, like, Siri's not actually a witcher. She's being trained. She has been trained by witchers, but she did not undergo... Uh, we had talked about in the past the uh, trial of the long grasses that sort of mutates regular humans into witchers um and they don't want to put her through it because she'll probably die Mm -hmm. so um yeah she basically uh goes and fights uh the wolf king which is this um you know werewolf dude that lives in a cave basically use the wolf oil on him it hurts him um after that uh you kind of get out of the woods a little bit find some people and report what happened and uh, Siri and this girl uh, Gretka both get taken to the Crow's Perch, which is the Baron's uh, kind of castle, and um, you know they kind of hang out there for a while. And cutscene ends, right? Or flashback, I should say. Five ends. seconds. Yeah. So, um, you know, girl's like, "All right, so I'm gonna track down this dude's wife and daughter. It should be fucking easy. Like, I hunt like invisible ghosts and shit all the time. So, yeah, not a big deal. A housewife um, shouldn't be a big deal." Right, so uh, Geralt inspects the rooms of... uh, So first he goes to the Baron and the wife's room, and he sees, like, very clearly, like, signs of a fight, uh, like a physical fight. Um, Yeah, like a domestic disturbance. Yeah, he's able to figure out that the Baron's basically an alcoholic, and he'll, like, come back home drunk and just, like... His wife's like, God damn it, you're drunk again! And he's like... I gotta be drunk to do with you, bitch. Start it, whipping yeah. the shit out of each other, right? I mean, it's yeah. like she definitely fights back. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, like she so might even start the fight. To be honest, yeah, it's one of those things where like everybody involved is just an idiot, basically. <laughs> um, kind of like real life. And um, <laughs> then you go on and like kind of investigate. Um, and like he's he's clearly tried to clean up so it doesn't look like they had a fight, right? Um. So then, um, you go and investigate the daughter's room. Um, she had like this really strong uh, you find like a little prayer room basically of the daughter that like you find out she has these strong religious beliefs and she thinks her dad's like a heathen like asshole Um, and she like has some pretty clear uh, communications with somebody that's involved in the church of eternal fire 
uh, which you may remember from Witcher 1. Um, and uh, she's like, you know, I'm, I'm over this shit. I'm going to get me and my mom out of this situation. This shit's all fucked up. Um, so basically you get these two leads, uh, one to the daughter and one for the mother. Um, you are able to go to this like local, um, it's a guy called a Peller, which is like a sort of mystic herbalist man, I guess. It's like the male version of a witch pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, this dude, like he's like, okay, yeah, I talked to the bloody Baron's wife. Um, and you know, she, she had some shit that she needed from me, but I won't tell you unless you help me find my goat that I fuck. So that's one of your like fucking morally gray, like questionable moments in the game. Right. Uh-huh. It's like, I mean, this is kind of animal abuse, but I need to find out where that dude's wife went. So you go track down the goat. Right. And he's like, he calls her princess, which leads to some fucking questions. And, um, he basically tells you, okay, she came to me because she's like, she thought she was pregnant and like, she was thinking about getting in like an abortion and like, she wanted something that would help. And like, you know, she was pretty old and like, didn't know if she could handle having a kid or whatever. So I gave her this like talisman thing and you like have the talisman that you found in the room or whatever. So like, um, basically you're able to figure out that, um, Anna, which is the the Baron's wife, um, she had like gotten pregnant and she was like, fuck, like the, like, this is, we're in a really unhealthy relationship. It's been getting worse and worse. Like, I don't know if I should have this kid. So she goes to the Peller for the advice or whatever. And basically there's like this big fight, uh, between her and the Baron, like right before she went missing. Right. Which would have been great clue to pass. Yeah. You could have told us that um, 14 hours During this, right after this fight like he passes out but he like kind of fucked her up or like she was trying to hit him with a leg of a chair and like fell down or something i don't know and uh she like had a miscarriage so she takes this thing you know whatever is delivered which is not a lot right um takes it outside basically and like just like buries it in the rubble because it's like well this thing's dead see ya and then she like gets out of there the, that night with her daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you get back into this conversation with the Baron, and you're like, "Okay, dude, you fucking lied to me. Like, you chased your wife and your daughter away by being an asshole." And he's like, "No, come on, it's not like that." And it's like, "Fuck you." Um, but it's like, okay, so not only are you did you idiots like mad fuck up, but also like you this like aborted like fetus monster has become, like, an ancient, like, cursed being <laughs> called a botchling, which is basically able to whip my ass. And they're insanely hard to kill. So we're going to have to come up with some kind of plan to deal with this shit. So this is another chance where you get, like, a big, I guess, core part of the Witcher series, I guess, is that um, there's a lot of moments where, like, like Geralt doesn't kill certain types of monsters. Like, he doesn't like to fight, like more like intelligent vampires Mm -hmm. or um like he typically won't fuck with like nature based monsters that just live in the forest and the only reason that they're a problem is because humans are fucking with them so like this is where you get the the choice of like okay do i 
like have this insane like difficult fight with this like evil demon baby thing or do i try to lift the curse on the demon baby right so the fight is just like a difficult fight with a necrotic monster um the, the way the lift the curse is basically um you get the baron to go dig up the baby at midnight and it like when it comes out of the ground where it's buried it's like this destroyed section of the castle basically it's like this like evil like you know monstrous looking little veiny monster thing right and um basically the 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 curse part is that you get the baron to carry it to the home and then bury this thing under the like threshold of the house and then he has to like give it a name and then say that he accepts it right right so um typically i would say most players probably do the that curse lifting because it's just more interesting um but either way, once you handle that, you get a way to um, either like if you lift the curse, it becomes like a good spirit, and if you just kill it, then you can use its blood to do this like tracking spell, and um, you're able to track to see where um, his wife went. So it's specifically bound to the wife. Um, so you kind of you follow as she like leaves the keep with her daughter. Um, while they're on horseback, they get attacked by some kind of monster. Um, it seemed like something pretty big. Uh, so they got split up and, um, basically like she, it seems like she just like fled into the bog. So it's like, okay, this bitch is dead. Um, so, uh, the daughter Tamara, uh, actually just continued on her intended path, which was to head into, um, uh, the main city of the game and, she kind of went and joined up with the religious order, which was uh, the Church of the Eternal Fire. Um, so you can actually go track her down and talk to her. And she's like, okay, my dad's a bitch. Fuck that dude. It's a fucking horse shit. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm not coming back. No matter where my mom is, even if she died, she's better off now than she was before. And uh, goodbye. Yes. So you go back and tell... Go ahead. Yeah, she ends up being like a... Uh... Oh, she she's like some sort of soldier, right? I don't think well, yeah, she, she's she just she's joined to like um, basically they're like Templars or something. Right, right, yeah. It's like some religious like yeah. sect of soldiers. Yeah, the the Church of Eternal Fire is like violent. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh They like you know they have these strongly held religious beliefs or whatever. Well, but she didn't join them, to, like, right? Kill people. Oh yeah. Oh, she did. Okay, okay. Yeah. My bad. So um. Yeah, so, you know, she's she's joined up with these guys or whatever. Um, so, she's like, yeah, I'm not coming back and my dad can suck ass. So, uh, you head back and tell uh, all this to the Baron. You're like, okay, your daughter's alive. I've seen her. I don't know what happened to your wife, but she's gone. Your daughter says that she was never planning on coming back and she probably died in the in the swamp, right? And he's like, all right, a deal's a deal. You, I, you said you'd look the shit up and I'm about to, like, fucking... I don't know, man. I'm about to be crying in the club, but here's some shit. So you go into another <laughs> uh, flashback section, uh, and Siri uh, is basically hanging out with the boys. She's, like, sort of in their, like, military squad, I guess. Like, she's, like, kind of recovering, and she's like, hey, if you guys need to put down any peasant revolts, just give me a ring. <laughs> and uh, they're, like, talking over a campfire and, like, bullshitting with each other or whatever. And uh, she's like, you know what? I bet I could whip all your guys' ass in a race, like a horse race. 
I'm a great horseman. And they're like, what the fuck? A woman can't ride a horse when your skirt get tangled. Ha ha. We're all dumb. Yeah. And, um, she's like, all right, I'll challenge you, Mr. Baron to a fucking horse race. And if I win, you have to do him a favor for me. And if you win, then I'll like give you my fancy sword or whatever. So, um, she like basically whips his ass. Uh, right as they finish the horse race, everybody's like laughing at the Baron for being a fat idiot. And <laughs> uh, suddenly, this like giant like lizard bat monster flies in. It's a basilisk. Oh, I hate like, when that happens. Instantly, just eats a dude, and then like is like generally fucking around with the, everybody. So it's like, all right, let's go. So the Baron like charges off, and she's like, "Hold on, wait, I fight monsters. Like I know about this." And he just like sprints off into the distance because he's an idiot. Mm. And um, so he like runs up this tower to fight it, and the thing like corners him at the top of the tower and he like he's about to get tossed right and uh siri shows up and like in the nick of time they team up and like are able to take this basilisk out right so he's like okay not only did you beat me in the race so i owe you one but you literally just fucking saved my life from like an evil monster so uh, now i owe you two and uh she's basically like okay so i want your best like your fastest horse I want some shit. Like, I want food for a few days. I want some nice, like, weapons and shit, right? Right. And I want you to not ask me where I'm going. So he's like, okay. And she, like, gives her a shit, and she takes off. And he's... So this, this section ends, and he's like, and that's the last I've seen of her. I haven't heard anything else, I swear. That's everything I know. Um, And he's like, but I need just one other thing from you. And he's like... I, I can't give you anything except for my gratitude, but I need to find my wife, and I know she's still out there. Um, so you're like, all right, I'm going to look into that, bro. But uh, real quick, I got to go check out this other lead. Uh, and then right as you're leaving, like, this little, like, fucking gremlin-looking ass dude, like, sprints into the room. And he's, like, yelling some, like, Yoda shit. And everybody, like, these, these men come in and, like, grab him and yank him out. He's, like, a little dwarf, but he's, like, bloated and looks super weird. And, like, Geralt, like, very particularly, like, notes. And he's, like, wow, this little fucking dude's pretty weird. Right? Right. right so, yeah. little, uh, what do they call that? It's a little uh, nod to something that's going to go on in the future here. Mm-hmm. But, um, so basically, uh, you go into the second lead as i said you got two leads from the spy in the town that was destroyed in the beginning um or the little village i guess so uh basically a you know a silver-haired uh young woman which describes siri uh was seen to have uh she had like a fight with a witch (laughs) so it's like uh what so um daryl heads to this small village yet another small village where he finds out about this local hedge witch which is basically like She's not, like, sending, like, fireballs or any shit like that. She's, like, you know... She's, she's like, like, a healer. Like, right. She, just... like, gives people some herbs to chew on so they don't have a headache yeah. or whatever the fuck. So, um, he's, like, all right. So, I don't really know what they mean by witch because the people around here are fucking fully, like, zero IQ. Um, you know, a witch could mean anything from, like, a local healer. It could be, like, a powerful sorceress. It could be, like, a demon monster. <laughs> You know right. what I mean? So he's like, okay, let's look into this. So he's like, follows the instructions of one of the townspeople. Um, you're able to track down this witch hut, and you see some people are like knocking at the door, and they're like, we hate witches, or whatever the fuck. And then she like Bucky. gives them a boner pill or whatever. Yeah. So like, the people leave, 
and you realize it's uh, Kira Metz, who used to be in the Lodge of Sorceresses, which was the conclusion of Witcher 2. Um, very powerful sorceress, but she's basically, like, undercover. Um, and she's like, yeah, I did not see Siri, and I know exactly who you're talking about, but, um, you know, I think I've actually heard some rumors about this bitch, and I might be able to help you out. So, um, you kind of go with her, and she's like, well, you know, she, I heard that she had, like, a like an elven ally. Like, there was this, like, elf wizard or something that was with Siri. So, I think I can figure out where they've been. Um, so, basically, um, there's, like, this big underground, like, there's this cave that inside of it has, like, a, this underground, like, ancient elven ruin. Right. So, you guys head in there, and this is, like, a kind of a... Uh, a really well-designed section of the game where you're like having to like walk around like she is your source of light while you're in these caves so like it's cool little ally section she's super useful in fights she can like shoot little fireballs and shit Mm -hmm. um so you go through this this underground lab basically and uh this elven ruin and you're like um fighting like you find out that the wild hunt is there and they're just like a step ahead of you getting into this area um so, uh, Kira's able to, like, cast a shield against the, like, blizzard that the Wild Hunt summons, which is called the White Frost, which, of course, references back to that, uh, I think I looked it up last time we were talking about it, the, the prophecy that the end of the world would be, uh, like, the world would be encased in a White Frost, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's like, ruh this is bad. <laughs> you have to fight all these, like, uh you know wild hounds that we talked about they're like these frosty wolf monsters um you fight a few wild hunt dudes which are like badasses they're much more powerful than the typical human enemies you fight yeah yeah and then you get to the section where you start to understand who the wild hunt is um basically they are like the the core of the wild hunt is like these really powerful teleportation mages uh and they also do the like frost spells like blizzard spells um, so that's like their specialty. Their 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 uh, teleportation specialists are called navigators, which is insanely cool. And uh, as you get toward, that's what that's how they're able to like stay ahead of you, basically. And they just like they just show up places where it's like, hey, I hope the wild hunt isn't around here anywhere. Have you heard of the wild hunt? And everybody's like, no. And then suddenly the wild hunts there. Yeah, right? it starts snowing, and then it's like, boom, they're right. coming into oh, town fuck. and fucking destroying <laughs> so shit. So it's, it's because they have, like, some of the best, like, teleportation mages to ever live, yeah. right? Like, they literally, they've fully specialized in teleporting. So, um, you know, you see the, like, the like an OG squad of, like, high-level wild hunt bitches. And uh, they are... Uh, let me look up some specific names here. But you see, like, one of their best, like, their absolute top navigator which is um you know he has like this cool helmet and like a his staff has like a sort of like a compass style thing on the tip of it and like he's just very cool Mm -hmm. um so he basically uh he's like leading this like powerful ass squad and they kind of split off and go to do their own thing thing and then um here we go. So you start fighting. Uh, they like they leave and they're like, okay, you stay behind and fuck these idiots up. And this huge dude called uh, Nithril, 
Um, so he's just like a big dude with like an axe. Um, so he is able to do... Uh, so Kira destroys this wall of ice. You follow her through this passage. You see this big foe stride forward to slow you down. Uh, he uses a two-handed axe. So you have to be really quick. At around three-quarter health, he summons a rift and hounds of the wild hunt pour out. And he surrounds himself with a shield during this time and heals slowly. Um, so he heals 3% of his health every two seconds and he stops healing and emerges from his protection when his uh, hounds are slain. So you want to kill the hounds as fast as you can. Um, and then afterwards, you, you take him out and the rest of the wild hunt has basically completed like getting what they were looking for and you like kind of sprint in as they have finished and leave so you get into the old ruins or whatever uh, you kind of look through this lab and you get a couple clues as to who this elf was that was an ally of uh siri there's like a little side quest you can do with uh karametsu stuff here but we're not really going to go super into that unless there's a particular one that sticks out um so then you kind of go on and you discover like okay so actually what the the witch that people were talking about with siri were actually these like ancient like powerful witches that live in the bog yeah and i'm gonna have to go into this like dangerous ass zone to um like kind of interact with them so you go and you like you go to a couple of villages and like ask people about it or whatever. You like do your typical Witcher thing where you like gather clues, you find out local knowledge, and then you uh, head out to go track down these witches. So when you make it into the bog, you get given a, a direction, basically, uh, and you follow them in, and you basically find this like wooded path that along the path has like there's like candies and like beef jerky basically and shit like on the sides of this path like hanging from trees. Because there's kind of like a Hansel and Gretel thing going on. Yeah. And um, you're also following, like, there's, like, strings. Like, these big, like, sort of necklaces that are hanging from the trees that just have ears on them. Like, human ears. <laughs> so it's like, cool! This seems totally great. <laughs> um, so you make it through this big web. Um, th this, like, weird, you know, twisting path. You find this homestead with these, uh, there's like six or seven young children and this old woman, right? And you're like, okay, this bitch is the witch. And you kind of get in there and the kids are like, oh, that's just grand. She like, she takes care of us. She has like an orphanage here. It's like, what the fuck kind of idiot puts an orphanage in the middle of the fucking swamp? But, uh, you know, like this old lady is like, she's probably not the witch because communicating with her, she's like kind of crazy. She's like really afraid of... Um, like talking to you or like she's like just doesn't like adults because she's like well they, they hurt the kids and you know these kids parents were killed in the war and like we just want to be peaceful out here you know what I mean we just don't want to do it we just want to be out here alone yeah it's like okay it's super weird so I'm going to talk to the kids you kind of play hide and seek with the kids and then they tell you they're like oh well you know my friend Johnny is really good at hide and seek and you're like which one's that he's like oh he's not here it's like okay who the fuck is this kid's friend Johnny and then the grandma, the, the old lady's like, uh, oh, there's no Johnny. It's made up. And then you That's talk not to weird. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> you talk to the kid and he's like, well, I mean, I guess she said I made him up. So he must be imaginary or whatever. And you're like, yeah, that's horseshit. When the other kid's just like, I've seen him too. <laughs> and it's like, okay, where is he, dude? So they tell you like how to go find Johnny, which uh, when you go find him, he's sort of like, um, 
He's this little, like, ancient, like, creature uh, called a godling, yep. which are, like, these really old... Like, they're just one of these things that just lives in the woods and they just do their thing. Yeah, and they, they don't really fuck with humans. Yeah, they, they look like uh, they look like children, though. Like, little, like... Yeah, he's, like, purple, child-sized, blue, very stupid. Yeah, like, weird-colored skin. Yeah, sort of child. looks like an owl. A little bit. Like, he doesn't blink. He's just got these big yellow eyes. Yeah. And he, like, tilts... It. He, like, rotates his head to look around. He doesn't really move his eyes. Um, so they're, like, just, like, cool little nature creature, right? And you kind of talk to him. Well, at first, he can't speak. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. So then he, like, takes you to go track down his voice, which is in a bottle. <laughs> yeah. And you, like, open the bottle, and he gets his voice back. And he's like, oh, well, the old witches, like, took my voice away. And it's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I was being really annoying, so they took my voice away. <laughs> and it's like, okay, who are the witches? And he's like, oh, they live at the, the little homestead. And you're like, what the fuck? Is that old lady? And he's like, no, she's just an old lady. So he, like, takes you back there. And, uh... Shit gets cool. He, like, leads you back, and shit starts getting weird, and the old lady's, like, freaking out. And, um, you're like, okay, dude, he told me the witches are here. Um, like, this kid, like, this little, like, nature thing told me what's going on, so take me to the witches. And she's like, alright. So she, like, takes you in the fucking basement of this cottage, and there's, like, this tapestry that shows these, like, three hot babes that are, like, evil witches, right? Uh Uh-huh. And you hear their, like, spooky, like, voices. Because, like, the, the old woman puts her hand against the this tapestry, which is woven out of human hair. Mm-hmm. Fun little tidbit. And her, like, eyes roll back in her head. And then she starts speaking in these voices. And she's like, she's like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> and then you're like, yo, I'm looking for this young bitch that I raised. Like, what the fuck's up with that? And, uh, basically they're like, oh, okay, so you're talking about Siri, like... Where these, like, ancient witches that run this bitch, like, we're the HBIC, mm-hmm. uh, if we'll tell you what happened to Siri, because we know, because everything that happens in our bog, we know about because of our ears everywhere that are listening. And, and you're like, if you go, yeah. You're like, gah! I shouldn't have farted next to that one. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, if you go out there and kill this, like, weird spiritual, like, monster thing that fucked with us, then we'll tell you where Siri is. And you're like, alright, fuck. So you head out. You didn't really get a lot of details, but you go to this nearby village. Um, I believe the village is called Heatherton. Uh, so basically, you do some research. Like, Heatherton owes its existence to the witches. Like, they make sacrifices and shit so that the, they'll have good, like, harvest season and all that shit, you know? Right. Um, so you find out that there's, like, this ancient spirit thing. It lives in this tree, and the tree's all, like, fucked up. And the area around there is very haunted. <laughs> Um, so you go into, you get into the tree, however, you know, however you end up figuring it out. And basically the thing in the tree, this is another, uh, crucial decision and kind of a big decision for how the, the, the act plays out. Um, obviously we're spoiling everything here, so get fucked. Um, <laughs> basically there's, there's two main things you can do. You can kill the spirit, which is what the witch has told you to do, right? Uh-huh. But the spirit says like, Hey, I'm the spirit of this ancient druid. And I lived in this area, and, like, me and my druid clan, my circle, like, we did this shit, and, like, you know, we protected the area, and we were, like, the keepers of this area. And then these three witches moved in, and they didn't like the druids, and they didn't like the way our society worked. So they fucking killed everybody except for me, because I was the archdruid. Uh, they couldn't kill me, so they locked me into this tree, and, like, I'm imprisoned in here. But I'm telling you, dude, they, like, kill and eat kids. 
So if you can free me, then I will like possess this like creature, and then I'll I'll like save the kids from the witches, and I'll like do everything I can to like fuck with the witches. So, you know, it's like a sort of like like the people in the area of Velen. Like it seems cut or dry. Like, hey, I'm gonna help this dude because like she kills and eats kids. And that's fucked up. <laughs> but everybody in the in the entire like no man's land, like everyone around here worships the the witches. The, they're called the crones. Mm-hmm. So like. They have, like, these, like, roadside statues and, like, people sacrifice shit. And the crones make their life better. And, like, if you interview, like, ask people in the area about it, they're like, hey, you know, the the crones, they're not, like, these forgiving, merciful creatures or whatever. But if they say, hey, give us two kids, we'll eat two children, and we'll let you, like, have a good like corn Yeah, like season. a bountiful harvest or, you know, right. the it's standard like, sacrifice, right. you know. It's like, dude, if we don't have a bountiful harvest, a hundred kids die. Yeah. So, like, what's two for the rest of us, right? So, it it is kind of, it's it's like a, like, the morally right thing to do is fuck with the witches, right? Right. But that's going to have disastrous consequence for the people of this area. So, you kind of can talk with, like, the mayor and the people of the local town or whatever, but you make your choice. So, either you just straight up kill this thing, which is just, like, a weird fight with, like, these evil ant creature things that you have to kill. I don't know if I should say evil there. It seems like a judgment call. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you basically, like, just kill this weird thing in this tree, right? Or, um, you have to go, like, gather some shit. So, um, you have to find the bones of the, like, original druid that is now trapped in the tree. Um, you get you have to gather a raven's feather. And then you have to get a wild horse, basically. So, you have to, like, wrangle a horse. And then once you bring these things, um, you, like, stab the heart of this thing in the tree, and it's able to possess the horse, basically. So then the horse becomes very spooky, and then the the spirit of the, you know, the voice kind of emanates from it, and it's like, thank you for freeing me. I'm going to go fuck those bitches up. So um, yep. we'll, we'll talk about what the difference is when we get to it. But uh, whichever one you do, you're like, okay, I got it handled. You go back to the crones. They kind of remark on what you did, right? Um, but they do say, all right, well, we said deal with them. We didn't say how, so I guess that's fucking on me. Uh, so here's, here's the, uh, Siri flashback. So basically you see when Siri first appeared in Crookback Bog, where she kind of like crash lands on a, like against a tree, right? She's like running and she's like leaned down as the, the flashback starts. She kind of like gets up, looks around. You can tell she's being pursued. So she's just basically sprinting away, uh, from the wild hunt as, the bog is sort of encased in a blizzard, right? Right. And eventually she makes it to, she sees some like shelter up ahead and it's this homestead where, you know, Gran and the kids are or whatever. And you make it in and the wild hunt is basically like, okay, we're not going to fuck with these crones because like they're pretty powerful and we just are going to let them have this area. Like Siri has to leave eventually. So we'll just get her later. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which Siri kind of does show like, the power of those crones though. If the wild hunt's 100%. like, Oh shit! Yeah. Let's not. We don't need two big dicks swinging in the same area. We'll, right. we'll big dick over big here for the two they... of us. So we'll big dick over here. You big dick over there. Dick respects dick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, she she kind of shows up and sort of is like fucked up and uh, in this homestead area, and then she like kind of. Um, oh, and this is where you when you first come back and report back to the crones. Um, 
So either way, the kids are gone. So either the spirit went and freed the kids as like a horse deity, mm-hmm. or the crones ate the kids, right? right? But either way, when they reappear, they're like these super deformed, ugly ass monsters. Yeah, one of them has like a wicker basket. The other one's really, uh, uh, and it's kind of kind of small. It has a hood over its face, I think. Or yeah. no, no, it has a bag hanging off the front of it with kids' body parts in it. There's a right. really fat one that has a wicker basket over her face, and then the last one kind of right. looks like a garden gnome. But one of it's just like a typical like creepy old woman with a red hat, but like one of her eyes is like a beehive. Yeah, it has like bugs uh, like coming out yeah. of it. It's, it's not even like a so beehive. they are it's so fucking creepy. Yeah, they are uh, the 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 one with the limbs is the weaves. So she like takes body parts and weaves them into things. So she's the one that takes. Uh, or sorry, she the last one, the one with the bee eyes is Weavis. Um, the first one is Wispus, so the Whisperer. Bruis makes the witchy cauldron drink out of kids' blood. Um, and Bruis is also thick as hell. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically they like tell you, they're like, okay, so Siri woke up. She was like, wow, this shit's fucked up. She left. Uh, she slashed me in my dick, which is pretty fucked up. They were going to eat Siri because they detected her like sacred blood or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she was like, nah, fuck that. So... Um, Basically, that's what that was like the trajectory of the early part of like series mission or whatever. And you're able to determine that she was when she left. So she was first and she had been teleported to the bog. So she's running through the bog, um, being chased by the wild hunt, which was able to follow her teleportation. Right. Right. And um, basically, they were like, damn, this shit's fucked. Uh, we're not going to fuck with those big ass dick witches. And Siri showed up. Uh, you know, woke up with the witches there. She's like, this is fucked. Uh, they're going to eat my blood. And I don't, I'm not super into that. Um, so she got herself out of there and she did her own teleportation, which the wild hunt can't usually track. Yeah. Um, cause it's like elder bloodship. So and that was a she big then teleported. And, right. And that's when she fell in the forest. Mm-hmm. That was sort of near the bloody Baron. So, um, she landed in the forest, saved the little girl from the wolf, killed the uh, werewolf, went to find the Baron, hung out with him for a little bit, but was like, nah, I can't stick around. Um, about to head out, Chief. Uh, got some nice shit from him and went north to Novigrad, uh, where she also, uh, basically she was like, hey, I know I've got some friends in Novigrad that can help me out. Primarily, she's looking for Triss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triss Marigold from the previous games, who you'll probably remember as... Uh, sexy bitch that uses fire magic. Yep, red hair, green. Red haired, younger. Like tunic yeah. that her titty balls hang out of. Big ass titty balls hanging out, right? So, That's um, yep. so you've kind of you know figured out basically what Siri was doing. However, uh, after all this, again, we, we you know I mentioned this before. The Baron asked one more favor of you. Um, so if you decide to go through with it, and this is where your choices kind of come back to bite you. Um, the two squat up and head into the bog because at this point you've realized that the old lady that was watching over the children was actually the Baron's wife. She's only been out there for a few days, but it seems like she's been there forever because kids are fucking stupid. So he's like, okay, I know that's my wife out there. She's been captured by these witches. That's fucked. Let's go like whip some witch ass. And you're like, I don't know, dude. The whole wild hunt's afraid of them, but whatever. <laughs> so you guys head out. So basically... Um, like either way, regardless of what your choices were, you fight like a, a increasingly difficult waves of monsters, mm-hmm. um, mostly drowners at the homestead. Like so it starts out as drowners and like necrophages. Um, eventually, some like water hags show up, which are like lesser 
creatures that sort of worship the the uh, crones as like super hags um and then eventually this giant like sort of like bull like sort of almost minotaur like creature yeah, called a, a fiend, fiend comes, comes sprinting in and this is actually the thing that attacked um the wife and daughter when they were on their uh, horseback and it like fucking ripped their horse in half so this thing like works for the crones basically um so yeah after all that the uh the i guess the choices that you've made throughout the game kind of come to fruition uh the choices that you made up through this point so when you chose to free or kill the forest spirit Mm -hmm. so the the i'll just do the simple one the witches wanted you to kill the forest spirit right so if you just go kill it they eat the kids which is brutal um and they say basically making fun of uh, the woman they called Gran, which is basically, um, you know, the Bloody Baron's wife. What was her name Anna? They're like, well, Anna, mm-hmm. yeah. They're like, she's completely insane. She's she's like this because she had to make a deal with us. Um, she didn't just have a miscarriage because of the fight. She wanted to get rid of the child, and we said we could do that for a price, right? Because the witches want there to be kids so they can eat them. Right. So they're like, okay, we'll get rid of the kid, but you have to supplant yourself. Like, we'll take you. And then she thought she could kind of get away from that by running away with her daughter, but that didn't work out. So the witches sent the fiend to come get her, basically. And that's when they got split up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you killed the forest spirit, then, um, basically they're, they're like, you know what, you did something good for us. The witches are like, we'll, we'll let you take her, but she's batshit insane. So good luck with that. And the Baron says, uh, oh, also, yeah, the the, uh, the daughter, um, which we mentioned, I think, earlier, the daughter shows up with the church to try to rescue the mother at the same time mm-hmm. as you're there with the Baron. So uh, Tamara, the daughter, is there, as well as this one dude that'll show up again in the future that's part of the Church of the Eternal Fire. Um, there's, like, a big battle. It's really cool. So uh, with that ending um, where she's insane, basically the Baron says, you know what? I'm going to take her. We're going to go south. Uh, technically, he is there. Like, he's the ruler because the Empire allowed him to keep the territory. Um, so the uh, Bloody Baron is technically an uh, Imperial guy. So he's like, we'll head south into the Empire. We'll go into the mountains, get some nice fresh air, and I'm going to take care of my wife. Because I, I have to make up to her all the years of hell I put her through to get her to this well, point. Well, right? not, she's not like a standard wife anymore, right? Not oh no! Yeah, she is. Or is she? She is. If you, she is, if you do not kill the, the uh, if you do kill the creature the way that the women wanted you. Okay, to. so you get her um, back the way the normal. Yeah, yeah. So they they were gonna turn her into a water hag basically, but um, they're like, okay, you can have her, and they turn her into a human, and they're like, but she's insane. So, yeah. um, you know that the bloody baron's basically like, you know, I have to take care of my wife. My daughter doesn't like me anymore, so nothing I can do about that. But I'm going to take this bitch to the mountains. We're going to retire. It's going to be nice. Um, If you freed the forest spirit, the first thing that happened is, basically, he, like, instantly, like, destroys the land around the tree where he was imprisoned. uh, Because he was, like, bound there under a really powerful curse. So the curse, like, backfires and destroys the area. So the village of Heatherton, where you talked to the mayor and they told you about the demon and the tree and everything, like... They're all dead. Like, the whole village is destroyed. And that's okay um, if you never bother to worry about who those people are. I mean, fuck them. Exactly. Sometimes... They kill kids? Sometimes you have to go ahead and... 
cutting yeah. losses. But hey, they're sending kids. To also, um, it turns out that uh, he basically like gallops in and rescues the kids, right? So then the crones are like, "Where the fuck are the, my little kids that I'm trying to eat? I want some fucking chicken nuggies." And <laughs> Gran is like, uh, "This fucking demon horse rolled in," and they're like, "Fuck that bitch!" So they turn her into this like monstrous creature or whatever. It basically looks like a water hat. Uh-huh. And uh, when you show up with the Baron and the daughter and everything, you guys, like, fight off all the monsters, and then you kill the uh, fiend. And then you, like, see her, and she's just this, like, creature, and it's, like, it can't speak, and it's, like, insane. And you don't have to, like, fight it or anything, but it's, like, this horribly mutated creature. So, um, totally brutal. Uh, and basically, um, they, uh, like... She is completely, like, non-fixable. You can't break the curse. She's been basically poisoned forever by um, the witch. So, uh, you have to uh, put her down, basically. Uh-huh. Uh, so, there's, like, this little subplot that happens if... Like, you can save her from being a creature, but she dies either way. Um, yeah. Yep. That sums so, that up. Yeah, she's basically fucked either way. So, um, that is the conclusion to the Baron storyline. Uh, that's everything you can gather about Siri and Velen. Uh, so Geralt continues on to Novigrad, uh, relying on the Baron's last memories of Siri, saying she would ride there and seek shelter from the Wild Hunt. Um, so there is a couple really interesting uh, little kind of side missions you can do during this time. Mm-hmm that I wanted to kind of hop back to. Um, do you know, like, do you remember, I guess you must have freed the the uh, spirit, if you remember. I remember her becoming Grand a hag. monster. Yeah. 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 So, I would say that's probably the most common thing. That it's, I don't know, the game sort of sees it as the evil ending, right? Sure. Uh, it's, it's, that's how I see it. I, I guess, yeah. Because uh, it, like, fucking kills her. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's it, it is it, well. I mean, you know, it, it does ask an interesting question. I mean, it, it does. Sure, that's terrible. You know, she died. Yeah. But mm. typically, shouldn't do that. She did run fully away from her husband to try to like get away, and mm-hmm. like they were both not great. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, he's a total. He's asshole. an asshole. She's kind of. She has definitely her own problems even before she ended right. up in Kirkback Bog. Like, you know, I just kind of shrug. The kid's doing fine. I mean, she might be a... I mean, she did become a hardcore... Yeah, a a, a psychopathic zealot, (laughs) but it's fine. You know, to each their own. Yeah. Actually, Mormon's too normal. I was going to say maybe Jehovah's Witness. Mm. I don't know. Tomato, tomato. But anyways, um, yeah, so it's like, you know, The Witcher is very big on, like, things are not black and white. Like... Sometimes you have to make a choice and every option's bad. Right. Um, sometimes, like, things... Sometimes you try to be good and smart or whatever and things just don't work out. Which, this is preparing you, which you, d- you don't have any of these choices in Act 1. But at the end of Act 2 and then throughout Act 3, you're going to be making decisions that determine the conclusion of the game. Yeah. And it is not always obvious. Like, you might do... Uh, obviously it's a spoiler so I'll just come out and say it like um, there are certain things with Siri basically they all center around Siri and how you treat her where if you are really overprotective if you don't let her make mistakes if you don't let her fuck around she will lose 
because you didn't let her learn grow and experience her own failures yeah. right yeah. so like um you know that obviously we'll get into detail on that in uh in our next episode when we detail acts two and three which includes the conclusion mm-hmm. but um you know primarily it's like um you know you have to think of what's actually sometimes you have to think of okay what's best for my goal like what do i want mm-hmm. like it, there's i can't choose the thing that's good or bad here because there is no good and bad in this circumstance like the the bloody baron's family's life is bad yep uh the people around here they do what they can to live so they're doing like they're making utilitarian choices right like if the trolley is coming down the track and it's either going to kill four people or one person, I have to make it kill one person, right? Usually. But is pulling the lever murder? Like, if it if there's four people on the main track and one person on the alternate track and you have to make it switch to the alternate, you killed that one person. If you don't switch it, then those four people are just unlucky to be on the bottom track. Right. Right? So it's it's not really your fault. But if you pull the lever, you did kill the other guy. But you just have to say, I killed him to save four other people, right? So, like, it, it really is that type of question where, like, the people are saying, hey, if we have to sacrifice, you know, three or four or five kids every every couple years so that everybody else can live, then it's worth it. But is it worth it? Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, people would argue that's like, okay, if I have to kill a kid to have a happy, successful life, I would rather have a bad life. You know what I mean? So... It is interesting. It's very philosophical. Um, asking questions. It's really asking those big-ass questions that we need to ask about automated cars. Do you kill the old lady or the baby? And if you, big question. if you need to know, Vesemir is just back at Caramore and taking a big fucking meaty shit. Oh, Vesemir has, like, terrible di- digestion. Yeah. So he has to drink, like, nine cups of coffee every day. To He's spend. old. It's fucking brutal. He's old. Yeah. yeah. Kickstarts his colon. He's really had a hell of a life. Yeah. And it's just so, boiled uh, mud at this point. I mean, they don't really have. I mean, any, I don't even know. They about don't boiled. even know about. It's just straight up mud. <laughs> mud butt. All right. So, <laughs> so aside from um, that, some of the interesting stuff. So, like, go back to Kiramets uh-huh. after you investigate the like series friends little elven lair or whatever. Um, she's like. Hey, I have like a little quest I'm trying to handle. Do you think you can help me out? No, nah, dog. I got shit. If you to want to drop a fat dick in Kiramets, you can help her out. Uh huh. Or if you just want to be a good person, but you know whatever. Um. So basically, there's this uh little like castle that was on the center, like on this island in the middle of a lake. Which the lake, by the way, has some very good loot in it, but it's like you have to like dive to get it. And it's very weird. Um. So you go out to this island in the middle of this lake. Um. I think it's. Yeah, Fike Island on Lake Windamer. Windhammer. Um, Windamer. Windhammer. So, um, basically they're like, hey, the locals used to, like, deliver shit to this castle out here, and that was actually the real ruler. Like, now the uh, Crow's Perch, which is where the Bloody Baron is, that's like a new, that's like a, you know, that was like a manor house that they built a whole little town around, right? That was not the original castle. So the original castle of the area was um, this castle on Fike Isle, uh, but it's like haunted, <laughs> and like the main bridge to it has been destroyed, and like you know the war obviously has been really brutal and everything. Oh. So um, it's like you know the locals are afraid of this place, and 
I think there's some interesting shit going on, so we should go check it out. So you go out to the island and you get this uh, lamp. It's like a uh, like it's this thing that you hold on a chain and you kind of hold it in front of you, almost like a um, like a hooded lantern or something. And it projects this like bluish greenish light, and you're able to see like ghosts in the light. So you go out to this uh, island. There's like some fucking zombies on the island you have to kill. Then you get into the castle. On the first floor, you turn these lights on. You kind of are able to see a shadowy figure of like some people, and they're like, uh, "Hey, the the you know the king is upstairs." So like. The reason that No Man's Land is, like, most of the people are relatively alive and shit is that there was actually a peasant revolt that killed the noble family before the Empire got there. And uh, basically led to this, like, powerful curse. And uh, so it was like, well, we actually don't have to roll our, like, heavy troops throughout this entire fucking continent. Like, we can just leave the villages alone for the most part because the ruler's already dead. They know they can't beat us in a fight, so it's already over. Right. right. Um, so uh, they kind of continue on this path, um, and uh, you know that you you are continuing to kind of see these other ghosts in this building, and you kind of have to like you have to go find a key to unlock the upper floors or whatever. And basically, the uh, this so these peasants busted in, they fucked the place up, they killed a couple people, a couple guards, and then they lit the place on fire on their way out because they like couldn't get upstairs because the the uh, um, doors were locked this is why you have to go find the key right, right. and um, basically they like burned the place down behind them and left so um, and you're just standing here like okay typical reaction yeah you're standing here like okay that's interesting that's not the route I would have um, went but fine right so you eventually make your way to the top and you find this uh, like the spirit of like a young woman Who's like, you know, I was here and like the peasants busted in and I was so scared. So, um, you know, our like mage, which is like our advisor, he gave me this potion and he said, you know, if the peasants get here, they're going to probably murder and rape you. So like, there's probably gonna be some torture involved. So like, take this, right? Right. And like drink this potion and you'll just, it'll, it'll just get rid of you instantly. So you don't have to suffer through that. Right. So, um, basically the, uh, peasants all show up and she's in like the last place before the locked door. So she's like barricaded in this room or whatever, but she hears, she was like dating this guy who's like his peasant and like her parents weren't super into it or whatever. Um, so, uh, she like hears the guy's voice, Graham. And he's, like, yelling for her. Because he's trying to, like, get to her to get her out as everybody else is being murdered, right? Mm -hmm. So she hears his voice and she opens the door. And then, like, all these fucking violent peasants pour in. And they, like, start to murder her, basically. And she's like, fuck! So she drinks the potion, right? And it's just instantly blackness. Like, she just, as soon as she drinks the potion, she doesn't remember anything. And then she's like... So, then I woke up later. And everybody was gone. And there were all these rats. I could f see and feel the rats all around me, but I couldn't move. And then Geralt's like, fuck, it was a sleeping potion. It was just put you to sleep so you didn't experience any torture or anything, right? And then when 
it sort of wore off. She woke up, but her body was still in like sleep locked, like sleep paralysis, yeah, yeah, basically. Like... So she couldn't move. So then she, alive and conscious, felt the rats kill and eat her. It's fucking brutal. And uh, the I, I so now she's like this ghost. Yeah, the the ghosts are really like eerie. They did a really cool job with the ghosts. They have like yeah, they're this. It's like a shading. They're like invisible, but there's just like the like a reverse shadow like wherever light would normally light up like a face and nose and shoulders and shit it's like it's dark. dark yeah and it's like blurring in and out of existence yeah it's very yeah. good and they're like their voices are super creepy and like echoey and shit it, they kind of like they, they kind of like twitch in a way like it they're, they're like yeah, shutter. it's kind of like if you're watching like a graph um like for volume and then someone makes a loud noise and the spikes get bigger and then smaller again when they yeah. stop it's kind of like that. It's yeah. like small spikes, big spike, small spike, big spike, and the body is right. just kind of reacting that way. It's really weird. Yeah, it's like phasing in yeah. and out, sort of. It's cool. So, like, you're talking to her, and then as, you know, a fucking witcher that deals with shit all the time, he's like, uh, so the other ghosts are not, like, they can't interact with me. They're just, like, reliving their end. So why is it that you can understand me and you can like see things and she's like she's like I don't know I think I'm cursed I think I'm I'm bound here forever because of Graham um he abandoned me he left me alone and now I'm cursed to haunt this place forever and experience that I'm dead but never be able to do anything and he's and you know Geralt says well maybe you could remove the curse if you forgive him because the curse is clearly based on you you might be able to cleanse the aisle and remove all this shit and it's like She's like, okay, go track him down and bring him here, and I'll I'll say what I need to say to him, right? So, you head out and go to the town, and you like talk to him, and he's like, yo, I was trying to get her out of there, but, um, you know, I, I just couldn't get to her, and everybody was going crazy, and uh, basically, um, and Taco Bell had to steal steal a base, steal a taco know, was, sale, and I was like, I was I'm like, out of here. fuck, I gotta get that right. taco, dude. So, um this mage in the tower that gave her this potion right this is the reason that Karametz wanted to go so this mage she knew him from before he was like studying diseases and he basically got these rats and like was testing different diseases on them to see he's like trying to cure people mm-hmm. but he's also trying to develop a biological weapon like you do so you know like you do. Um, so you go and investigate all his shit um, so there's a couple things you can do uh, you can choose, so there's, basically the game describes it as, uh, I think they describe it as two paths. So, um, you can agree to the spirit of the girl to help gather her bones, which is path one. You can ask about the fresh corpse that you found, which begins path two. So you're like, okay, not everybody here is an ancient ghost. Like, there's somebody here that's dead now, right? Like, just right. died. Um, so, um... Uh, also, if you if you tell her, um, you know, this is suspicious, I think I'm going to investigate. That also starts path two. She basically becomes angry. Uh, on path two, she becomes, like, insanely angry and transforms into the special type of wraith ghost creature, which is called a plague maiden. So they obviously are a ghost that does poison damage. Which is a really um, cool fucking name. <laughs> insanely yeah. good. So, um, you basically attack her, and then she becomes transparent, and you can no longer damage her, and she attempts to flee from the tower. 
So you can follow her down to the base of the tower and then kill her outside of the building. Um, but you, she like disappears, but she's not actually dead dead. Because she's still uh, cursed to like stalk the earth forever or whatever the fuck. Um, so either way, um, if you gather her bones, she says, take my bones to Graham and have him bury me. Right. So if you don't do that, uh, you gather... Uh, or if you if you don't just like fight and kill her, or even if you do, you go out to find Graham, right? Um, so if you do agree to gather her bones, uh, you go out into the marsh, um, get get the bones, take a boat, head over to the village. Graham's hut is on the side or whatever. You knock on him and you talk to him and say, "Hey, Alexander the Mage attempted to save her, to make her appear dead so people would leave her alone." However. Um, she was then killed by rats and he's like totally racked with guilt right. right so he's like fuck um you hand him her bones and he heads out into the forest he's gonna bury her right and then as he's gone you hear him like shriek you're like what the fuck and you run over and he's dead <laughs> so in insane yeah. cool. um so if you did path two where you like beat the shit out of her uh you head out and go find Graham without the bones right um you talk to him and you say hey She's become, a, you know, a plague maiden. But the curse can end if you truly love Annabelle and can prove it. And he says, okay, I do, and I'm going to end this curse. So you take him to the entrance of the tower. Um, you fight a couple of regular wraiths, which are still, pretty, you know, powerful, powerful. enemies. Yeah. Um, to, like, you protect him from these other ghosts, basically, as you're taking him up toward the lab at the top of the tower. Uh, Annabelle makes her appearance. Uh, she demands proof of his love. And... He says, I have to kiss her. And she's like this evil, like, floating corpse with this giant tongue sticking out. Super cool. And, uh, you know, Geralt's like, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't do that, like, dog. No. He's like, I'm doing this. I'm going to prove that I truly love her because nobody would kiss this fucked up thing except for me. Right? Except for me. Yeah. <laughs> so he, like, leans forward and kisses the big, like, the, so there's, like, no bottom jaw on this, like, monster model it's just, it's like, just like the top jaw with like teeth hanging out and then the giant tongue right. sticking out so like he leans up and like kisses the tongue and like the top teeth just so fucking brutal ghastly yeah. to see um as if by magic annabelle's human form is revealed but she like so you see her as a human and she's like kind of does the typical thing you would expect to see where she's like and like smiles and it's like oh she's been like curse has been lifted and then she like embraces him and then she disappears, and he just drops dead on the ground. So, like, he had to die to remove the curse. Um, so, um, either way, you now go back to Kira's hut, and you're like, hey, um, you know, I handled that shit. Here's the papers from that dude or whatever the fuck. <laughs> here's this, like, side story. Like, here's the main quest. And you get there, there's a whole other quest that's, like, the bigger portion of it. And then yeah. you're just like, by the way, here's this bullshit you sent me to go find. Yeah, really. Thanks for fucking not telling me about Dumbass. that. So now, if you're cool, <laughs> if you're a chill dude like mm -hmm. me, um, you can kind of like, she's like, hey, I need one more thing. Can you go gather this like expensive Ooh. food? And you're like, what the fuck? Oh, so right. you do. And she's like, can you go get this fancy okay, wine? Okay, thanks. You're pushing. What the fuck? So you do. She's like, can you go get some sexy lingerie? And you're like, hell yeah. Where's this And then going? she like takes you on like, you go on this like horse ride with her and like, as you're, and then you like chase her on foot, and there's like articles of clothing left behind, and then you fuck in front. It was like a picnic or, or something, blanket laid out. Yeah, and you have a picnic, and then you have mad. Yeah, fun. you didn't get a branch in your ass, it's which insanely is insanely cool, which is good. 
Well, depends on what you're into. And that won't be the only time Geralt would be getting mm. his hoggerino. Frogger. Oh, I thought you were going to say a branch in his ass. It won't be the only time he's getting a branch in his ass. And by branch, I mean unicorn. Damn horn. true. Damn! That's a spoiler. That's a that's a little tease yeah. for the you next episode. You guys are welcome. Uh, so, do we have any uh, any fun facts that you want to share? Or are we just um, saying you yeah, want to save some of the stuff about the for, game. for the conclusion? No, yeah, I think this is a good this is a good time for it because the next one's going to be insanely long. Like the next one's it, the game is a lot more front loaded, yeah, definitely. But like it, it's really all story content from here on out. So, um, yeah, we'll go over the fun facts. I think it's a good idea. We got plenty cool. of time. So, um, The Witcher Three was completely self-funded by CD Projekt Red. And they uh, made it for only $81 million. US. That's crazy. I mean, that's, a, that's um, a lot of money to think about right out of the gate. But then you think about the budget of this game. Yeah. Like, how much is, uh, let's see, Call of Duty... Uh, Mo- let's say Just Call put of Modern Duty, Warfare. Um, the newest one. Modern Warfare budget. Um... List of most expensive video games to develop. So number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Total cost, $250 million. Oh, that's not number one. I don't know why these are out of order. That's fucking stupid. Oh, it's with inflation. So that's the most expensive with inflation. Um, Grand Theft Auto 5, $265 million. So uh, Final Fantasy 7 was somewhere between... 80 million and 145 million. Damn. So with inflation, obviously, it's a lot more expensive. But they made The Witcher 3 for a similar amount of money as Final Fantasy 7. I didn't see. I Uh, didn't expect that. That's impressive, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't expect Final Fantasy 7 to be that high of a budget. I don't know why. Yeah, really. It seems like they made it for about 45 bucks and a copy of fucking RPG Maker 2. (laughs) So looking back, uh,. By the end of 2017, the series as a whole had sold over 33 million. I think currently, mm-hmm. uh, maybe 40, June 13, 2019, this game alone, Witcher 3: Wild Hunt, has passed 20 million sales. Um, yeah, Witcher 3 is more than half of the entire series. Sales. Oh yeah, yeah, well more than half. Um, let me see. Uh, looks like it has since risen to about forty million. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I heard about close to four million. I, I mean, I um, want to see those. I want to see those fiscal numbers. Though. I want to see how much this thing has brought. Yeah. In. Oh, right here. By June twenty fifteen, over uh, six hundred and ninety thousand players had activated the game through GOG. Uh, the game sold six million copies in its next six weeks. The studio made a profit of. Uh, Sixty-three point three million by the first half of Damn. 2015. Um, wow! So they almost made their money back in just half yeah. a year uh, of of three and a half year project. Right, and that was cool. that was not even a million players or a million copies sold yet. Right. They've since sold forty million copies. Oh, well, at least thirty. Well. At least thirty nine million copies between between thirty eight and forty. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. So very cool. Um, over the project, uh, it 
started out with 150 employees, which was everybody at CD mm -hmm. Projekt. Um, eventually grew to be over 250 people in-house. Uh, total, with everybody in-house and everywhere else, about 1,500 people were involved with the project over that three and a half yeah. year period. Wow. Uh, that's including all the localization. That's including all the voice actors. That doesn't fact, seem like a lot, but then again, you think about it and you're like, man, that is quite a bit. Oh, that's that's small for something like a Ubisoft game. Oh, or, oh, uh, you know, an Activision definitely. game. I wonder what their offices are um, looking like these days. I wonder if they're still similar. Well, yeah, I can tell you uh, that the majority. So, 1,500 people, 1,500 people. Uh, there were 500 voice actors over the 15 languages that the game was localized mm -hmm. into. So that right there is a third of all their people were just those voice actors. Um, the game was scripted concurrently in Polish and English because in the past they had done them in Polish first and then translated and they noticed that there was some problem with localizing that. So they just went ahead and did the English language at the exact same Smart. time. Um, according to the company which handled voice casting and recording, the script had 950 speaking roles and about 450,000 words. God damn. That's amazing. Yeah. So um, I, I would I would go back and say that five hundred voice actors. I don't think all of those were straight like employees or anything, you know, or you know. Oh yeah, some of them were like a dude that would come in and go. Well, Rah! see, I don't even think that. I think uh, I, I know there's a few sites that I that I troll on a bit, you know, looking for different like little voice acting work to see, you know, what's out there. Um, and a lot of these companies, including like Bioware, I don't know if CD uh, had anything on there, but I know Bioware specifically um, had used that site previously for uh, some of its casting. So they use sites yeah, like that yeah, yeah. and just get, you know, these people. Yeah, they get like, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, some of the stuff is even like, you know, like we said, they go through a company, it's called a side. Um, I don't know if that's Polish or not. I don't know. But uh, anyways... This side company <laughs> hell, um, would handle, like, voice casting and recording and everything. So, um, you know, for the majority... So we, we're talking about 950 speaking roles of... That's every... So that's across all 15 languages, right? Um, so I guess you could divide... Let's do some math again. I love doing mm, math live. See? It's not yeah. embarrassing at all. So we've got um, 950 roles across 15 languages... So that means the game has uh, that doesn't make that, that doesn't make sense. Sixty three point three. So the game has like sixty five speaking voices per language. That adds up. Sure. So there's a, you know the main you know, there's like the ten or fifteen main characters that are all uniquely mm -hmm. voiced, right? And then oh, it's a lot more than that apparently. But then there's a lot of voices for like shopkeeper, and he's like, Ugh, what are you buying? Right, right. You know what I mean? So that's like that's that's one voice role. But you might have that same actor do, like, nine other characters. You know what I mean? So it's like, he is shopkeeper number one, shopkeeper number two, shopkeeper number three, shopkeeper number four, dick dude number one, dick face number <laughs> yeah. two, and cockfighter number six. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So they do, that's how they're able to get away with 500 total voice actors for 950 roles. That means, on average, everybody did two, mm -hmm. right? Um, so in real life, you know, the guy that played Geralt did one, and the guy that did... Uh, you know, Dickface did 17 or whatever. So, um, we talked about how Barack Obama was given a copy yeah. of Witcher 2, which is funny as fuck. Uh, so, the Polish Prime Minister and President of the time visited CD Project Red at the launch party. Mommy. Because they were so big. They got the Prime Minister and Hell the President. 
was hilarious. Um, and then uh, kind of final little notable thing uh, before we get into Act 2 and 3 and also the paid DLC. Uh, they did have 16 free DLCs come out for the mm-hmm. game. Um, these were primarily uh, like cosmetic things. So there was a DLC that was an alternate outfit for yeah. Yennefer. There was one that was an alternate Triss. outfit for Ciri. There was one that was an alternate yeah. outfit for Triss. Um, and then there were things like uh, an additional item pack that you could find in the game, like an item set of like wearable gear, right? right? Um, there was a couple of little quests. So there was like one in this town where everybody's been transformed into a pig. That's a funny one. Um, there was another one I can't remember. There's like some treasure hunts and stuff. Um, and then there was also the New Game Plus mode was one of those 16 free DLCs. And I can tell you the fans really liked it. They like I remember so many people saying like this is how DLC will be from now on. Like CD Projekt Red has just yeah. changed the game with like all these free DLCs. It didn't happen, but they did do something uh, really cool. And I mean that does happen where like games for free will add new like clothing items and stuff, but it's not called a DLC. It's not like a unique skew that Yeah, you they're like here's an ad, here's a baby add-on it just happens. that just gets yeah. put into your game. Right. So they did um, do DLCs, yeah, I mean, like actual DLCs. Yeah, they did two full, like real DLCs, which were called Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine. Uh, those were both insanely good, and Blood and Wine won RPG of the Year when it yeah. came out. We, we'll be DLC. talking about those a little bit more in probably episode three. Right, those will be part three. Um, so yep. uh, yeah, that'll be it for our uh, our third part episode, one. our first part of The Witcher Three. The Wild Hunt. Um, so, uh, as always, guys, thank you for joining us on this uh, ride for a very big game. If you get the chance, head on over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check all the top news and video game stuff over there. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. so you know when we go live and do stuff just like this. Um, and if you get the chance and you're listening to this podcast live, pop over and give us a review. Let us know what you think, what we can do better, what we're nailing. Uh, you know, we take all of that um, feedback into consideration. We hope you guys are enjoying this. As well, uh, every week you can join us uh, on Sunday for the live. Uh, Monday you can grab the podcast for the Mammoth Games cast, uh, giving you all of the weekly news that you need to know about video games and showing you, hey, what's coming up? Uh, so you don't miss it. Um, so, again, thank you guys for joining us. As always, for Story Mode, I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filtercord. Thanks for hanging out.